Elon Musk dropping the receipts on the Hunter Biden laptop ban. Folks, this is the story you need to hear. Plus, Kristen Beck, former U.S. Navy SEAL, coming out as detransitioning. And then, since we're talking about gender transitions, Indiana Jones. Is Indiana Jones becoming female in the new movie? You need to hear about this. But in terms of everything else that's going on, folks, you need to join us as well at America Fest later this year, December 17th to 20th. Amfest.com. Promo code POSO is the way you secure your tickets. Make sure you go. Your presence is requested. Posobic, Bannon, Tucker Carlson, Charlie Kirk, Tim Poole, Mike Lindell will all be there. Darren Beatty, the plan for America will be unveiled. Amfest.com. Promo code POSO. Let's get into it. The morning of the Hunter Biden story in the New York Post happens, and it was weird, right? With distance and with, with what we know now, we, we forget some of the weirdness, but do you remember the, the laptop repair guy? Do you remember the uncertainty of the, of the whole story? We didn't know what to believe. We didn't know what was true. There was, there was smoke, and ultimately for me, uh, it didn't reach a place where I was comfortable removing this content from Twitter but it set off every single one of my finely tuned APT28 hack and leak campaign alarm right, bells. so it looked possibly probably. It, everything about it looked you like a hack not, and leak and smelled like a hack and leak. You did not like want to do that. Leak, but it didn't get there for me. Right. And this is, you know, the, the work of content moderation is write a policy, create a system of governance, and then evaluate some new crazy situation why, against those standards. Why and, the need to do it? It didn't quite get there for me. It smelled like a hack and leak. We always knew that the Hunter Biden laptop, I always knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. You know how I knew? Because I'll tell you why. And I commend Elon Musk for what he's doing. I commend him for his commitment to transparency. All right. Now, he also, right, at the same time, has permanently banned Kanye West, yay West. Now, I don't want to get into the content of it, but I will say this. I'm not for permanent bans. I'm just not. I don't think it's something that we should be doing on Twitter, and I don't think it benefits freedom of speech. It actually feels like something that was done out of personal reasons, similar, by the way, to the Alex Jones decision. Now, I can understand that, and I appreciate the transparency. And I also think that what's going on with this Hunter Biden situation is also a commitment to transparency. So Elon Musk wanted everybody to wait, wanted everyone to say, hey, it's coming out, it's coming out, we're checking it. And 40 minutes became 60 minutes, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the point, folks. This laptop, this story, would have swung the election. It would have. And as a country, we need to deal with the effect of what that meant. Two years ago, over two years ago now, I was on war and pandemic every day, every morning with Steve Bannon, going through the laptop, telling you what was in it, going through the dirty deals, Burisma, Ukraine. There's a story, think about it. Would the Ukraine invasion have actually happened 
if the election had gone differently because the laptop, no, seriously, seriously, I know, I know. Let's go down the road a little bit here. Because you've heard people admit this. You've actually heard people admit this from the administration that there was a strategic deterrence element with the previous administration that did not exist with Biden. Why? Because Biden wants to escalate, 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 escalate all the way forward. But instead, the laptop was censored. The election goes the other way. And we're not even going to get into all of the other issues that happened. But the polls came out. The polls came out and said that if just enough people knew about this in key states, that they would have voted the other way. And so the question before us, right? Who are you? Jack Dorsey, Yoel Roth, Vijaya Gade. Do you realize that there is a scenario whereby in all the people that have died in Ukraine would not have died if you had not made these decisions as you did? Do you understand that? Can you live with that? Because you have to. And that's something that you've got to look deep into your soul, deep into your heart, and deal with. Because you were the people who made this decision. And by the way, I'm even going to come out and say this, right? I was skeptical of the laptop when I first got it, when I got my copy of it. And I've always said, if anybody wants a copy, I'd be more than happy to make it for them. I offered it to Jake Taper, offered it to CNN. I offered it to the New York Times, offered it to Elon Musk. I offered it to uh, anyone, literally anyone I could think of. Mark Cuban at one point almost took it, almost took it. But then Ben Collins talked him out of it. Yeah, that's right. Sweaty Ben Collins from NBC. And so do people even realize the level of what's in there? And by the way, when I hear conservatives talking about this, that in the new Congress, it's going to be investigated. We need to understand that the laptop itself is not the only thing we're investigating. The laptop is a starting point. The laptop is a starting point into Burisma. It's a starting point into CESC in China, which is the CCP, the CCP-backed entities. We are going to dig into all of this, and I want every single piece of it investigated. And if and when we find that it ties back to the Biden family and we find out how much money is moving hands, then we will know that those of us who were there in October of 2020, those of us who were there when it mattered in October of 2020, every day, going through file by file, phone call by phone call, voicemail by voicemail, text message by text message. That's what we did. We released everything. And what did they do? They suppressed us. So you had Emma Jo Morris with the great story at the New York Post. You had War Room and the whole posse sharing this stuff out like crazy. And they banned us for it. So understand, this is our history. And we do have to deal with this. And there needs to be punishments. There needs to be punishments for the people who made these decisions. They shouldn't just be allowed to continue to operate, number one, in Silicon Valley. I hope that everyone fires them. I hope we get rid of them. And then number two, 
we actually, if we have a real Department of Justice that we're looking at actual civil rights violations, the question is, okay, you violated the civil rights of millions of Americans. Is there going to be an investigation into this? There should be. Is there going to be law enforcement involved in this? There should be. Because what they did, and this is why even, look, I'm going to say it again. We shouldn't put all our chips into the basket of a multi-billionaire. These platforms are public utilities. We shouldn't just blindly trust Elon Musk. We shouldn't blindly trust anybody. We should trust the American people and we should take control of our own freedom of speech. Does that make it perfect? No, obviously not. But this is a fight that's not going to stop ever in our lives because that's our system, right? We have freedoms because we fight for them. It's going to go to the courts. It's going to go everywhere. Never stop fighting for your freedom. That's your job. For 20 years, Chris Beck was a senior chief with the elite unit and took part in countless life or death secret missions. But look at Chris Beck today. Chris is now Kristen. The gender kind of disappears. Uh, the color of your skin, the race, everything else disappears and all you are is you're a soldier, you're a Marine, you're an airman or, you know, it's your job, it's, who, it's how you perform. She retired from the SEALs in 2011 with a Purple Heart and a Medal of Valor. This one's a uh, Bronze Star with a V for Valor and a Purple Heart and a Meritorious de uh, Defense Meritorious Service Medal. I just wear a few of them just to kind of show who I am as a person and some of my service. I am 90% disabled at this time, so I, I have quite a few injuries built up over the years from being uh, you know, overseas and in combat. So it was kind of my time. You know, I mean, I didn't want to be a detriment to, to the guys or out in the field. And I just, it was my time to go. So in a huge new interview with my friend, Robbie Starbuck, Kristen Beck has announced that he will be detransitioning back to Chris Beck. I got to bring on Libby Emmons to discuss all of this. So Libby, this person, this individual, Chris Beck, the, the former Navy SEAL, when, when they came out in with, I guess it was 2013 with Anderson Cooper, this was like the biggest news. I mean, this, they mm -hmm. were everywhere. And what's crazy to me now is since he's done this interview with Robbie Starbuck, I can only find reports on it in conservative press or like daily mail. You go into, I just literally before we started the show today, I went and typed Kristen Beck into Google News, zero results, zero results, which gets into a, a totally separate situation, by the way, of if only conservative news are reporting something or like the Post Millennial, for example, or humanevents.com, but they, but Google News refuses to allow them to be listed, then how do you actually find out what's happening in the world? Because you just literally would not be able to find this information. Of course, I then went on Twitter because I actually prefer Twitter as a search engine than yeah, Google. Yeah, I know you do. And I typed in Kristen Beck and it came right up. So, yeah. Okay, okay, so so, so not, don't comment on that just yet, but <laughs> let's get into the actual interview. It's what did Kristen Beck say and announce the, the, the detransition and why? Uh, it looks to me like Beck was talking about how he was uh, essentially indoctrinated into this trans cult and was brought into it. 
says that it was a cult. And now um, on wait, the wait, way he out. He said that it was a cult. Yeah. You're not saying that's not you saying that. That's that's No, Beck he said that. that. Yeah. He said that he was like brought into a cult. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And um, was getting concerned about it when he was asked to write a book with somebody else, uh, tried to back out of that book project. This is, of course, uh, according to The Blaze, which was the article I was reading about it, uh, tried to back out of that book project. The book went ahead without his um, okay on the book. And this is actually a story, a kind of story that we do hear from a lot of detransitioners, people who go into gender transition believing it's going to solve all of their problems. They are guided through it. Their hands are held. They get big love on them for going through this process. And it feels amazing. And then well, as soon as they start bombing, to have right? doubts, it's, it's love yeah, bombing. love bombing. And that's what he said. He was love bombed. Um, what, and then on the way out. For the audience, so they understand what that means. Uh, that's when... From, I mean, I don't think I've really experienced it, you know. <laughs> but um, that's when what happens is you become fully embraced by a community. You are fully affirmed in that community, uh, boosted up, loved on, lots of hugs and kisses and affirmation, and you look beautiful and all of this kind of stuff. So, and this, and, yeah, and it's, that's what happened. And you it, feel and, great. And, and then that, you just then, keep going with it. Well, and Daily Caller good. even points out that in the interview, and everyone should go listen to this Robbie Starbuck interview, that Beck says that a VA doctor convinced him that he was trans in a one hour session. The VA doctor then planned, hatched a deal to release a book together, was able to put together the CNN interview where, where Beck comes out with, uh, with CNN and Anderson Cooper. And basically it's, it just got, got sucked into the whirlwind of the whole thing. And so it's essentially coming out against the entire psychiatric community and saying these psychologists convinced me of this and mm -hmm. they told me that it would make me better. They told me it would make me whole. And and now you're taking somebody who obviously, you know, was going to see therapy for going to therapy for trauma, but you know, VA related. Yeah. So, so military service related, but now we're putting children in children and has yeah. said he has now been off hormones for seven years for seven years. And the media hasn't broken the story. It was Robbie Starbuck. Yeah, well, Robbie's terrific. Um, and he does really, he does really strong work. But as I was saying, like, this is something we've seen from a lot of people who have gone through the transition process and come out the other side, they say, unequivocally, that they received hardly any therapy beforehand, that they were loved bombed by the, uh, you know, LGBT, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, community, that they felt great going into it, that they were affirmed and rejoiced on and all of this kind of stuff. And then as soon as they offer doubts, they are cast aside, like they don't matter at all. And the reason they're cast aside is because their narrative goes against the whole, you know, affirmation narrative. And so they're just pushed off and nobody wants to hear their stories. But this is what happens. There's a lot of women who've gone through this process who are furious at the mental health industry for having pushed them into this. As they say, it'll be like an hour, you know, and then suddenly they're on testosterone. I've also heard from people who've said that their psychiatrists or the therapists have told them outright to tell their doctors that they are suicidal so that they get the hormones and stuff faster completely insane go watch the robbie starbuck interview immediately everyone needs to see this but folks 
it is Christmas time. And so if you're short on gift ideas for people, you know, not everybody wants the new iPhone 27 or whatever number they're on. In fact, a hard economic year for most has caused essential gifts to be more needed and wanted than ever. Fortunately, you can easily give the gift of the most essential every of all this year, delicious meat. Good Ranchers has gift boxes and gift cards so that you can give America's best meat and seafood this Christmas with discounts on orders of five boxes or more. You can save on gifts for the whole family or your business. When you get someone a box of Good Ranchers, you're giving them more than the best meat they've ever had. You're giving a true steakhouse experience. And by the way, it's a subscription of boxes. So you can get one a month, one every two weeks, whatever you like, with 100% American USDA Prime and Uppercut Choice of beef, chicken, and seafood. You're sure to beat out the new stocks and re-gifted candles for the best gift of the year. Head over right now, goodranchers.com, promo code POSO for $35 off this delicious gift of a box of meat. If you know someone who likes this meat, if you know someone who will love Good Ranchers, your gift will go further with them because they take the premium price out of premium meats. Go to goodranchers.com and find the perfect box for you or your loved one or your friends, coworkers, with the curated section of hand-trimmed meat and seafood. Give the best meat in America. Support U.S. farms and Get $35 off your essential gift with my code POSO today. I'm her godfather. I'm her godfather. Now, Libby, look, the new Indiana Jones trailer is out, and I gotta say, the buzz around this movie, I don't like it. I don't like what I'm hearing because it's another Kathleen Kennedy special. Kathleen Kennedy, who was the the mastermind or the the uh, uh, criminal mastermind, you could say, behind Disney Star Wars. The Force is Female, her famous T-shirt, uh, you know, photo shoot that she took. And this idea that you're going to go and take all of everyone's beloved favorite characters from the past and make them female now. This is what was done with Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker was made into a female Mary Sue, this perfect character that nobody had ever heard of. No one ever had an opportunity to build a relationship with, did not go on any hero's journey whatsoever, uh, immediately had superpowers, immediately was able to defeat whatever nemesis. And we're hearing, Libby, not only is that what's going on with this new Indiana Jones, the exact same situation that there's a new female character in Indiana Jones who's going to get the whip, who's going to get the hat at the end. There is spoiler now Libby I don't know do you want do you want to hear the spoiler because it's a rumored spoiler so should we get into it or not what do you think yeah I totally want to hear it give it you okay. know let's go so for here's it. the rumored spoiler of the plot here we go folks and then turn it off right now if you want to hear it the rumored <laughs> spoiler is this so the show is called dial of destiny that's the name of the new movie it's just horrible um but apparently according to spoiler the dial is a time dial that the Nazis get a oh, hold of to on. go back. Oh, no, no, no. It gets better to go back in time to take Indiana Jones out of the timeline so that they are able to get the Ark of the Covenant. They get the Holy Grail, et cetera, et cetera. And they go on to win World War Two. 
And because Indiana, no, there, there is a potential filmed version of this where Indiana Jones dies and then she has to go back in time and relive all of those moments, which by the way, this is very similar to what they did in Avengers that I don't know if you saw mm -hmm. that one, but that's exactly what they did. It was a time heist deal where they went back in time to correct things, uh, but with new characters. So this is what they were doing. But instead of Indiana Jones going and getting the Ark of the Covenant, then she goes and gets it instead of right. Indiana Jones and his father in just one of the greatest films uh, going in to receive the Ark of the Covenant, which, you know, again, you know, one of the most or excuse me, the, the Holy Grail. Right, right. One of the most famous uh, Christian artifacts and, and, you know, like, as you could say, rumored artifacts in, in all of existence, because, you know, at one point we used to be a, a, a largely Christian nation. And now that's, oh, that's, that's, that's totally, uh, uh, you know, that's gauche apparently now it's gauche to be Christian and just a great movie. It's a, it's a father son movie. Really. It's a father son movie. They unite around faith. Well, it has Sean um, and, Connery in it. Sean and who, Connery who doesn't so remember the line? Who doesn't remember the line? The penitent man kneels before God. Right. Mm -hmm. That's that's like the well, line thing. of the film. The penitent man lies before God. So apparently now it's her and she goes in and I guess he had a, a daughter or something in the new time. Libby, if this is it true, really sounds like a cross between Philip Roth and Doctor Who, like a really bad mashup of that. Why Why and, do they do this? Why, why do they have to go? So we had Laura Croft. Right. I, I love they, Laura yeah, Croft. They, Everybody loves Laura Croft. She's great. Why, why do they, they do have it because to they're not Indiana interested in actual storytelling? They're not interested in honest, truthful storytelling with characters that have meaning and weight that we can relate to. Uh, this is not the kind of um, female character that most women are out there relating to and, and really wanting to be part of. And it's a it's a it's a manufactured hero's journey for this woman. Uh, and we forget. Well, that, it's his, um, it's his hero's journey. Really it's, beautiful, it's, it's, yeah. it's Indiana Jones's hero's journey. We have feminine hero's journey narratives, um, just as we have uh, hero's journeys for men. And, you know, we're talking biblically. We can go right back to the New Testament and take a look. We have Christ's hero's journey where he grows up and discovers what his purpose in life is and finds meaning through sacrificing himself for the world, right? Literally to save mm -hmm. the world. That's his story. And if we look at the feminine hero's journey from the New Testament as well, we find Christ's mother, who very similarly, she grows up, she has a child, and she realizes that just as much as she sacrifices for that child with everything she has, with her full heart and soul, she then has to watch him grow up and sacrifice himself to the world. They are different kinds of stories. There are similarities between the two. Uh, every life has a little bit of both in them, but we degrade the feminine hero's journey when we say that it's not good enough for women to experience it and they need to embark upon this male hero's journey. The female hero's journey is spectacularly beautiful. It is compelling. It is a deeply entrenched narrative in our culture, in humanity, and in our bodies. And but it is worth it, telling with new characters. And it's and it's not, and, and, and we're totally out of time. We, sh we should do a longer uh, episode on this, Libby. But it's not just a narrative. It's natural. It is, it is the natural state of things. And that's why 
the uh, you know the, the and and I view that the New Testament is historical. That's why it's timeless. That's why, and other than the fact that it's completely real, but that's also why this is timeless. It's by the way, I just realized something as I was as I was talking that do you know when he kind of pauses when they ask who the girl is, and he says she's my uh, uh, goddaughter, and they say they don't know. I just realized something. What if? she's actually him from another timeline where there now was we're going a email full doctor who this is full doctor and that, who now right right and then so that's why they don't have a clearly defined relationship for them to explain to the people in the scene so maybe the spoiler is off a little bit it's that they have to go to a different timeline where there was a female then they bring <laughs> You can see it, right? You can actually see them in the little writer's meeting. Yeah, doing. because this is what passes for story. Let's Instead of doing story, let's do something so complicated and confusing, and then we'll just make explosions. Yay. It's absolutely done. horrific. The The Clean CGI looks like crap, film. by the way. I'm just going to say it. Like, mm-hmm. like I wasn't even a fan of Avatar, but at least Avatar looked good. It was lush. It was uh, professional. This yeah, looks like thought. garbage. This looks like yeah. something that you'd see on like one of those old... Uh, what do they call them? The gateway PCs. Ridiculous. Libby Emmons, post-millennial. God bless you. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for spending the week with us. And for all of you folks back home, please remember once again that, ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore. <laughs>